0: There are eight bones in the wrist, um, and they're some of the trickiest bones in the body to recognise and remember the names of, but they do tend to get fractured, and one does in particular. So let's talk about the anatomy of the bones of the wrist. I'm going to start my five-minute timer. Um, Or the carpus. So the wrist is known as the carpus, so anything attached to the wrist tends to get called carpal. Anything involved with the wrist gets called carpal. So If you hear carpal or carpus, think wrist. So what's the purpose of the wrist? Well, these are the bones that are connecting the forearm to the hand. So the bones of the forearm are the radius and the ulna. The radius is on the thumb side, the ulna is on the other side. And then the bones of the hand are the metacarpals. So in between them we have these eight bones, arranged in two rows of four, roughly. The movements of the wrist are, you can flex your wrist, that is, you can bring your fingers, the palm of your hand towards your forearm, and you can extend the wrist, so you can ex- you can bring the back of your hand towards your forearm, and then we have... Um, Well, most people, or the easiest way to name these movements are radial deviation and ulnar deviation. So if the radius is on the thumb side, if you move your hand, if you move your thumb towards the wrist, towards the forearm, that's radial deviation. That also gets known as abduction because if you're in the anatomical position, you are abducting the hand. And then there's ulnar deviation. So if the ulnar bone is on the side of the little finger, if you pull your little finger towards your forearm that's ulnar deviation or adduction because if you're in the anatomical position you're bringing your hand back towards the midline. Um, so if we start with the thumb that's the best place to start. The trapezium is under the thumb so at the base of the thumb that first carpal bone there is the trapezium and next to it is the trapezoid so this is the this is the distal row of four carpal bones trapezium is on the thumb side then we move a little bit medially a little bit more towards the ulnar side towards the little finger we've got trapezoid another little bone and then we've got the capitate bone capitate head i think of it like an easter island head you know those big stone carvings because it's a it's like a big bone in the middle of your wrist that's the capitate bone and then as we get to the little finger side we get to the hamate now the hamate has got a hook on it the hook is on the palmar side and you can feel that if you palpate your wrist at the base of the well kind of on the wrist on the little finger side you can feel the hook of the hamate the purpose of these sticky uppie bits is to string the retinaculum across so the tendons to the fingers can run underneath that carpal tunnel there so the hook of the hamate so that top row is trapeziums under the thumb trapezoid capitate and then the hamate so then if we go to the proximal row the row closest to the radius and the ulna so that that hook of the hamate you can feel there's actually another lump there so the hook of the hamate isn't as easy to feel as i made out there's another lump which is the PZ form. P-shaped bone. It's like a P. It's like a little P in your wrist. So the PZ form is the first bone of this row on the little finger side. And it's actually sat on top of triquetrum. It's quite a nice word. The triquetrum bone. They sit on top of each other. PZ form is on the palmar side. Uh, Triquetrum is um, posterior. And then... That's two bones done already. As we go back towards the middle of the wrist on that proximal row, we find the lunate bone, which is shaped like the moon. Um, If you've got a good imagination, I still struggle with that one. But the lunate then is in the middle, so the lunate is next to the capitate of the other row. So we've got, PZ form, like the P, triquetrum, lunate, and then we get to the famous scaphoid bone. So we're now back on the thumb side of the wrist. The bone closest to the radius is the scaphoid bone. Um, The scaphoid bone is famous because it's the most commonly fractured bone in the wrist. If you have a fouche, a fall on an outstretched hand, um, the scaphoid bone is going to take that load and transfer it to the radius. The scaphoid bone is most often the weakest link here, so the scaphoid bone is the one that fractures. Um, It's difficult to diagnose, so it's often assumed it's broken. It's even difficult to see on x-ray. If you look at the back of your hand and you pull your thumb away from the hand, if you extend it, you can see the two uh, well the three tendons you can see the tendons forming a triangle at the back of the thumb that's the anatomical snuffbox. the scaphoid bone is under there so if you poke your hand in there if you think somebody's broken oh there's my timer if you think somebody's broken their scaphoid and you poke in the anatomical snuffbox and it's painful yes they've probably both broken the scaphoid bone it's important that this bone heals properly because its arterial supply which is usually from one end means that if that bone doesn't rejoin properly there's a risk of part of the bone not having a blood supply at all leading to avascular necrosis the bone will degenerate there will be wrist problems in the future but those are the bones of the wrist the carpal bones